Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. And it is time for... Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. And, Kevin, inspired the fact that Arkansas is playing in Arlington, and this is going to be a big visit weekend, is it not, at the University of Arkansas? for the basketball team. Big visit weekend coming up October. Well, the the next official visitor for class of 2024 is Rakeez Passmore, and that'll be Arkansas's uh, road date against Ole Miss. So October 6th to the 8th, Arkansas's obviously already had three official visitors for class of 2024. Tanner Boateng, who recently committed to Missouri. Jalen Shelley, who committed to Arkansas. And then Isaiah Elohim, who guys, by the way, just yesterday narrowed his list uh, down to Arkansas, Villanova, and Kansas. Uh, and he told me, and I put this out on Twitter last night after he got back to me, uh, that he's probably going to have a final decision made within a week or two. So, you know, seven, ten days, maybe maybe a full two weeks based on his thinking right now. So we should hear something from him right around the time Passmore will be coming in for his for his official visit. All these guys, by the way, Elohim from Sierra Canyon on West Coast, uh, Rakeese Passmore, uh, Combine Academy in North Carolina, both are 6'5 wings. Uh, they're not, you know, identical type players, but there are enough similarities, especially positionally when you get their size and, you know, kind of factoring into that 2 3, you know, backcourt slot. Uh, and of course, we know Boateng was similar in size and, and position wise. And, of course, then Jalen Shelley, who did commit to the Hogs. We talked so much about him. 6'8 combo forward at Link Academy from Frisco, Texas, is going to be more of that 3-4, you know, maybe similar to what a Jordan Walsh was when you look at it positionally at Arkansas. Let's talk with uh, Rick. Rick, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Good afternoon, guys. Did you see Jimbo Fisher charge out on that? field and get caught out there yes. during the, the return of the uh, fumble. fumble. Yeah. Did they even throw a flag? Nope. They didn't even throw He was nope. on the field. They didn't even throw a flag. Nope. How can that Is be? that not illegal? Oh, well, definitely. Think so, yeah. 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 He's out of the coaching box and everything, but yeah. Right. No, he actually, he looked like a deer with its... Uh, Eyes in the headlights because uh, it's like I got nowhere to go. I can't move. I'm frozen in this spot. And uh, the um, I guess it was the defensive back that scooped up the ball, and he ran right by him. And thank goodness, uh, the only ones that were chasing were uh, the Auburn players and not the A and M players. Or they may have ran over him. But uh, no, it was pretty, that have been something pretty bad. <sighs> pretty bad. What if so? What if he blocked? What if he helped block somebody from making a tackle because he was out there? Wouldn't that be something? Well, what if he had picked off one of those uh, Auburn guys and thrown a block? No, I'm not going to let you. He should have tried to make the tackle like the guy did in the Cotton Bowl. 
Thank you. Yeah, a long time ago. Long time ago. Dicky Nagel or whatever his name was. Right. You think you'll get a call from the SEC office over that? Well, I, I mean, he probably felt foolish enough because well, it's it's been published everywhere. The, the commissioner of the SEC was at the Arkansas LSU game earlier in the day. He was at the A and M Auburn game, and he he blew it off. Uh, evidently, somebody might have been Tom Murphy or Bob Holt caught him in the press box and asked him about it, and he says, "Well, you know, this touchdown was scored. Nobody got hurt. Really? <laughs> That's it." This is Greg Sankey, who's not afraid to punish people when they do something wrong. And it's okay for Jimbo to be on the field? Yeah, pretty stupid. Wow. Well, but what would have happened had he impeded that return man in any way and he was automatic touchdown? It should have been an automatic touchdown. Uh, Randy referred to a play in the, what, 1954 Cotton Bowl where a guy named uh, Dickie Magel came off the bench to make a tackle. And uh, so they gave the guy that he tackled a touchdown, even though he tackled him in front of the, I think it was the Alabama bench. Didn't even use his helmet. Yeah. (laughs) Tackle him, came off the bench to do it. So he was still 40 or 50 yards away, but they gave him a touchdown. So that's what you'd have to do. Uh, It was definitely a weird play. Yeah, it was. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. Uh, Kevin, would you like to go to the um, Southwest Classic? Texas. Oh, I'd love to go, guys. Well, but you can't. Not not going to be able to go, but. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> not well, not going to be not going to make it down there, but uh, you know, okay. I've been to Jerry's World a few times, and Randy, yes. Instead of two, we have one chance, one chance in the system here. Oh, okay. So we this is it. Yes. All right. Little Rock Tours is offering a Southwest Classic package to Dallas for two people. That's two tickets, hotel room for two nights, round trip, transportation. The buzz is kicking in $103.70 for the winter to have to f- have some uh, fun on this trip. Now, this is strictly a qualifier. I said uh, to Kevin a moment ago, would you like to no, uh, Kevin would still have to qualify. Uh, so, <laughs> we do have a trivia question, and our trivia question is this. And for those that submit by way of our Southern <laughs> Structural Solutions bus text line. I'm sorry, that doesn't count. I'm, I'm, you have to call it in. We're not going to get into who sent it in first or who got it right first. Um, Arkansas beat Texas A&M 25-20 in 1988 to win the Southwest Conference Championship. Who scored a defensive touchdown for the Razorbacks in that game? Arkansas beat Texas A&M 25-20 in 1988 to win the Southwest Conference Championship. Who scored a defensive touchdown for the Razorbacks in that game? That's how simple it is. So give us the correct answer. You automatically qualify, and you have a chance to win a trip to the Southwest Classic. Let's talk with Shane. Shane, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Yeah, hey guys. I just uh, want to chime in on the, since you got hoop scoop there. Chime in on Razorback uh, basketball this year. I think uh, I think they got a good chance to go in the Final Four. And I was wanting to see what uh, Kevin thinks about about that. I know it. I know it's early and everything like that. But 
don't they have the makings of being at least a lot better than last year? I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, Shane. Okay. Yeah, you, you know, when you start talking Final Four, you, you're at this stage, you're really just kind of looking at the roster, the talent level, maybe what are their strengths and weaknesses. And I and I think in year five, this is probably Musselman's deepest, most positional versatile. Meaning, you got guys that can play multiple. I think he's got more guys that can play multiple positions. I think there's more skill versatility. I think it's going to be his best three point, potentially his best three point shooting since he's been here. And we hey, know it's great. been great. Love hearing that. Years. Love hearing that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you know, 35 years of Division One experience, you've got an NBA talent for at least minimum in Trevor Brazil, uh, Devo Davis, an All League performer. You're getting an All League performer from Houston who's been to a Final Four and Elite Eight. So, you know, in Trayman Mark. So I look around this roster and I think, yeah, on paper, to me, you know, and you're talking about a program that's been to back-to-back Elite Eights before Sweet 16 last year. And if I think this may be his best constructed roster, it's certainly got the most experience. I think on paper you can look at it and say they've got the makings for a potential run to a Final Four. So many things come into play. We saw last year how injuries really decimated Arkansas. You know, if they have problems, if, if we knew free throw line and three-point shooting were, were both conspiring against the team last year, uh, I think they're going to be, be so much better in both areas. But you don't. You hope the roster's also constructed to not have any slippage defensively because that's where they've been pretty consistent the last three years. I think they've got a chance to be as good or, or within range of that, you know, kind of that top 10, top 15 ranking on defense that they've been around the last three years. So I think they can maintain that. Um, you know, really the only other thing I'd say on this, I haven't been able to put eyes on a lot of these guys, but we are invited up. The media is finally yeah, getting to come in on Thursday. Like, we're going to get to go watch a see? portion of practice. We're going to get to see a little bit of it. Then we've got the red-white game next Wednesday, a week from tomorrow, the October 4th at 6.30 at Barnhill. So in the next span of a week or so, we're going to get to see him a couple of times anyway. And, and, and you know, basically – scrimmage stuff and interest squad stuff, but that's at least a start because we've had to watch, you know, just a few video clips from practice up to this point. You were so worried that you weren't going to get invited up to have this kind of like <laughs> mini media day. So I'm happy for you, Kev. I can't go up, but I'm happy for you that you're going to get a chance to go up and watch them practice and get a few interviews. I'm, yeah. And I look forward to this time of the year, guys, because it's when we do get to see a little bit of it come together. These rosters get turned over so much these days. Last year, it was 11 of 13. This year, it's nine. Um, and so even though we feel like we've got a read on, on some of these guys, until you actually see them, you know, that changes things. And it, and it helps build your perceptions of what you think might be up just up ahead. And you know, there's only so much you can glean this early, but it's better than not seeing them, and I'm glad for the opportunity. Like I said, it's on Thursday, so we first chance to go look at it. All right, I think we got a couple of qualifiers. Let's see if we get a correct answer. Catherine, good afternoon. Do you have us an answer? I didn't hear the question. Oh, oh no. Okay. <laughs> Might be hard to answer then, huh? <laughs> it is. I'm so excited just for the opportunity. Oh, I love it. Well, I, I'll give you credit. At least you jumped in there and you're willing to go after it. Here we go. Arkansas beat Texas A&M 
1988 to win the Southwest Conference Championship. Who scored a defensive touchdown for the Razorbacks in that game? I have no clue. Say Santa Claus. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be right. <laughs> but that wouldn't be right. <laughs> okay, Catherine, thank you. I wish you had an answer, but thank you for trying, even though we didn't get an answer. Kevin, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Do you have a question? Uh, answer. Uh, uh, yes, I, I believe I do have an answer. Uh, Isaiah Spiller. Isaiah Spiller. Uh, I think he played for A and M. Yeah, no, no, we're talking about Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas defense. Who for touchdown. Arkansas yeah, scored the right. defensive touchdown? Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Wasn't Isaiah Spiller? Maybe Casper the Friendly Ghost. Huh. Okay, but we're not. Uh... Okay, there you go. So. We will step away for a moment. I know Kevin is Googling right now. He wants to find the right answer. Hang <laughs> <laughs> tight, Kevin. All right, Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Thanks again to Chris and the gang at Fitz Brokers for making all this possible. Drive Time Sports will continue. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, it's what you would expect. I've got answers by way of our Asher Record Service Company live in feedback, but that doesn't count. So... We are going to go back to our phone lines, and we are going to check with John. And, John, I think you are needing a repeat of the question. Is that correct? Well, I just I just hopped on here, so I had I just wanted to talk. Um, did you guys talk about the passing of Brooks Robinson earlier yes. in the show? Yes, yeah, sir. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, okay, I'm a lifelong Orioles fan. I called you guys a couple of weeks ago uh, yeah. to talk about the Orioles. I was born and raised in Baltimore. Um, there's no more beloved figure in the state of Maryland, or, or no one. I mean, he is. He may be the nicest man I've ever met in my life. I mean, he was he was one of a kind. Uh, uh, person, human being, and the great one of the greats of all time on the field. And I just have a great, I just have a childhood memory of going to his. Uh, they had a game in 1977 at Memorial Stadium for Brooks Rums. A thank you Brooks Day, and uh, there was over 60,000 people there, and it was it was uh, one of my earliest baseball memories. Um, so it was, it was quite the man. I think if Brooks Robinson and Paul Eels had had a nice off, it would have lasted for decades. <laughs> because those you're, are, you're right. He he was just as classy as could be. Never forgot Arkansas. I think if Ray Tucker was on with the, the show with us today, he would tell you that, you know, he came back, did a lot yeah. of the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, just yeah. a giver in every respect. And I met him a couple times, and I was fortunate. Um, several years ago, he was at the uh, – Travelers game with George Kell and uh, Al Kaline, and uh, he he wanted to. It took forever in the line because he wanted, you know, he likes to talk to people, yeah, ask them about themselves and stuff. Yeah. And when I told him I was from Baltimore, and he's like, "What are you doing here?" I said, "Well, I moved here 20 years ago for for my job," and 
he just wanted to, he, he's one, I just can't describe how nice the man was. <clears throat> Absolutely. So were you there in Baltimore during the peak of his career? You said no, you well, I was very years. young. Cal Ripken, okay. I kind of grew up more with Cal with Ripken. Cal Ripken, but, sure. Uh, Another classic yeah, I was, guy, yeah. I was, yeah, I was about nine, ten years old when he retired, Brooks. And, uh, but I mean, he just, he just, you know, no one ever <clears throat> will ever forget about Brooks Robinson. Yeah, John, well, thank I, you. Uh, one. Yeah, and I loved both of the Robinsons because they also showed a little bit of when Frank Robinson came to join Brooks in '66. They, they, Brooks was MVP in '64, had a great year. They got close. The Yankees still won the pennant, but in '66, once they added Frank, and I, I just Frank and Brooks Robinson together were just amazing. Great duo. All right, let's talk to Melanie. Melanie, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Do you have an answer? Is it Anthony Cooney? No, ma'am. No, I don't think he played for Arkansas either. No. This is a Razorback. Razorback who scored a defensive touchdown in the 88 A&M game. That was, that was the game. I, I right. Another question I could have asked Randy was, who replaced Quinn Grovey when he got knocked silly in that game? Because uh, he got knocked um. out. So Arkansas, Arkansas had to kick field goals. I think trainer – Kendall Trainer kicked at least four that day. He might have kicked five. I can't remember. But uh, nonetheless, they won 25-20. Uh, to 20, And I believe their, either the first touchdown or the second touchdown was a defensive touchdown. Hmm. Sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I think he did play for Arkansas, though. What's his name again? Anthony Cooney. Oh, Anthony Cooney. Oh, of course he did. Sure he did. Yeah, yeah. played for Arkansas. <laughs> Absolutely. I think he was finished uh, before 88, though. Okay. All right. Thanks for coming, right. though. Yeah. Thank you, Melanie. I didn't catch the last name. Of course he did. He's a cornerback, good player. Yeah. Very Anthony. good player. In fact, he Cooney. Inter- I can remember he had an interception in the end zone against Ole Miss uh, one year, helped Razorback speed Ole Miss at Jackson. Let's talk with Tyler. Tyler, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Do you have an answer for us? Was it Patrick Williams? Bingo! Yes. Return an interception for a touchdown. Were you there, or did you guess it, or did you have to try and find it out? I had to do a little research. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Either way, you qualify. There you go. Either way, you qualify. All right, I'm going to put you, Tyler, on hold, and uh, congratulations. Good luck to you coming up in the next couple of days, listen to Morning Madness, and hopefully they'll call your name. So hang on. All right, there you go, Damon. There's your winner. Whew. Okay. Great. Did Very you have Did you have that, Kevin? I meant to ask you. Did you have that? Uh, well, I'm on the road, guys. Did he say Patrick Williams? Who did he say? Yeah, Patrick yeah, Williams. Patrick Williams. Yeah. That's the answer. I-, I heard Williams. I didn't hear the first name. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't googled it. I've been. Petting a dog the entire time so it won't bark while I'm holding my phone in my ear. So. <laughs> oh, good for you. Wow. That's I've got a lot of here that I'm trying dedication. to keep quiet while I, I've got a driver and wow. a lap dog. And I, oh, my gosh. Now, uh, you are is, is the dog, is it going to media day? Does it have questions? It's I'm con- not going to make the trip to media day. Uh, but we are on our way to Royal Arkansas. So we're out here out just on the other side of Hot Springs, uh, just hurtling towards uh, – Crystal Springs Resort. All right, I have a question for you that came from um, 
our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. Uh, this from uh, Carmen said, Hoop Scoop, what happened to Honor Botang? Well, Honor committed to Missouri. Um, you know, what I'm hearing is maybe what stood out the most is a promise to be in the starting lineup. Uh, you know, I think guys that are rated as highly as he is, play, you know, similar size of position, have done really well at Arkansas as far as not only playing time, but, you know, starting opportunities. Uh, I know Eric Mussman doesn't make those kind of promises. Uh, You know, I'm not going to pretend to know everything that was said on any of the visits or anything that went down other than I'm told that one of the things that stood out for him was a promise to be in the starting lineup. So, uh, for what it's worth, since someone's asking what happened, but that's the latest I've got on that. Uh, by the way, guys, we haven't we've talked so much about what's going on, and we for long the longest time didn't know much about you know Gus Arsenal's replacement on the bench as an assistant coach. NCAA changed some things around, added two additional assistants who can help on four coaching during practice time, um, and he still are restricted to three assistant coaches who can travel for off-campus recruiting in Arkansas basically resolve that by promoting three uh, staffers, Todd Lee, Ronnie Bird Jr., Michael Musselman as assistant coaches, and Michael Musselman will join Anthony Ruda and Keith Smart, who we knew were already assistant coaches. He'll be able to – he's already been on the road uh, for off-campus recruiting. So that's how Arkansas did that. They effectively now have five assistant coaches in addition to Eric Musselman and other hoop staffers. Very good. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you later on this week. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of hogville.net. Thanks again to Fence Brokers, Chris and the gang, Chris Walker and the gang.